With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Welcome to Latart on Location. I'm your host, Steve Latart. And folks, when you've spent more than 20 years of your life traveling the road, first as a NASCAR crew chief and now as an analyst on NBC, you are bound to meet some interesting characters along the way. With Latart on Location, I try to bring you closer to some of these personalities I've connected with in a whole bunch of great locations. So sit back and get ready for some off the grid conversation. All right, the guest on the podcast today, a, uh, a first-time guest and a first-time discipline. Con- congratulations, you're the first Supercross motocross rider to join Latart on location. It's Christian Craig, longtime Supercross motocross guy. Christian, first of all, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, uh, I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me on. This is pretty cool uh, experience, you know. We're going to bring some uh, moto, motocross and Supercross into uh, the four-wheel world. We'll see. Yeah. That's the whole goal. So listen, I have a bunch of questions um, for about you, your career, that crazy night in Orlando a week or two ago. The big thing, though, is I'm not going to pretend I'm this diehard Supercross fan. I love it. It's on NBC. I watch it. But I'm going to ask some questions. You can laugh at them if you want, but I think it could help some of the fans at home as well as we go through. So let's just talk about, first of all, so you're, make sure I have my math is right. You've been riding pro now for, call it 10 years, nine, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years, I'd say. Yep. So when I read, you kind of got a little bit of a start, had a, a, a few injuries that plagued you, took a break and came back. Just, just tell the rider or, or the listeners, man, the few friends I have in motocross, um, man, it is rough. It is a tough sport. Just how physically demanding is it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most dangerous sports out there, I'd say. Um, we all deal with injuries. You know, there's not one guy or one person that kind of gets away lucky without injuring themselves it's just part of the of the the sport but um yeah I mean growing up I I my dad raced so kind of fell into it that way and um started getting serious around 13 14 then I went pro at 18 um and pretty much before my first uh rookie season uh the bike broke on me practicing one day and I broke my back really bad um, I had to have multiple surgeries, um, pretty much relearn how to walk and, uh, took a whole year off. Like I wasn't allowed to touch a dirt bike for a whole year, obviously. Um, and luckily I was able to come back. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of, I mean, I, including me, didn't think I'd, I'd be able to recover from that, but I was, um, and then came back a year later and was plagued with just little nagging injuries here and there. Never really got to show my full potential. Um, I was kind of on the sidelines more than on the track and that started draining on me a little bit. Um, and then around, uh, 2013, um, I got engaged and I was dealing with another injury and, um, yeah, I just felt like it was time to change something up and try something different, you know, kind of like a normal life and, and step away from racing. So we tried that, 
Um, it lasted about a year and a half and that fire inside of me of, of racing dirt bikes was, uh, was lighting back up and, and it, it, something was telling me that I had to give it a shot before I got too old or, or, uh, you know, that window closed. So, um, yeah, I, I came back to racing in two, late 2015, put in good results enough to, to get a factory ride. And, uh, man, I mean, I haven't looked back since, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been great to follow. Great year this year. A couple uh, trips to the top of the podium. You mentioned you got married. So part of my my uh, studying on my Supercross side is you appears much like myself, um, married very talented women. Uh, my my wife is way more talented than me, and she runs the household. But your wife Paige has this video blog, um, and it's it's I actually found it super interesting. So just to all the listeners, explain what it is, where they can find it. The goal of the blog. Yeah, we started a YouTube, um, not like kind of series, but just random stuff with our kids. Um, we have we have two kids um, and I kind of started doing with my racing here and there. And then um, it kind of caught on. And man, I mean, it's just something that we like to, to do. And obviously one day we'll look back on it and be glad that we did it because we'll have, you know, these memories to, to look back on. But yeah, my wife just brings the camera to the races and um, we vlog, uh, it's kind of just like the behind the scenes, you know, a lot of people don't get to see, they see the rider on the track, but then after that, we pretty much go on our semi and, and we get ready for the race or we go back to the hotel. So, um, this gives a in-depth look. And I think a lot of other riders are kind of taking the hint and, and also trying stuff like that. But, um, if we can try to grow our sport any way possible, I think, you know, I'm all for it, but, um, it's been cool. Just the feedback of it. Um, the raw emotion, you know, none of it's obviously scripted. It's just, it's pure raw and there was good, day, good days and bad days. And we, and we show it all. Um, when I'm struggling, you could see it, um, in these videos and, and the good days, obviously it, you get to see too. So, man, it's, it's cool to, that we do this and, um, you know, it's kind of like my wife's idea back in the day, but it's kind of taken off now to, to, we do it every race now. I love it. Two kids, uh, Jagger and Lennon, correct? Boy and a girl. Now, how yeah. old are they now? Yeah, Jagger's six and Lennon's two. So our house is pretty much wide open all day. Um, our I kids, like, like, yeah, our kids, um, I mean, they're just like me. They're just on the go nonstop. And um, it's cool that I can bring my kid with me to the races. Um, I try to bring them as much as possible, especially right now. It's, it's tough. Um, not a lot of fans at the races, but we were able to bring him to Orlando and um, I was able to get on the podium and, and bring him up there, which was pretty special to me. Yeah. Well, don't blink. So I think I'm about 10 or 12 years older than you and our kids must be almost the exact same because my daughter's 15 and son's 17. So we, we had to have kids about the same age. And I can remember yeah. like yesterday being your age with young kids. So it happens overnight. So you mentioned Orlando and we have a lot to talk about, but I think that's where, the, where I was in introduced to you specifically why I've seen your name around like I said I'm a casual fan I saw your success this year it was this last race in Orlando that that amazed me perhaps more than anything qualified first go out in my mind it looks like a pretty standard heat you're having a great heat you're up front you kind of look like a small little case issue flip over into the barriers and obviously a hand injury I want to get into the details of it then you come back in the LCQ, you win it, if I'm not mistaken, and then come back and finish yep. third in your podium. So just take me through kind of the night. Business as normal until the wreck? Yeah, I mean, it was. I was feeling good all day. I was excited. 
about that. Um, it was kind of our last race before a nine week break and uh, I'm six points, you know, behind the, the leader in points. So, uh, man, I knew I had to really go off with the bank that night and, uh, yeah, from practice one on, I felt amazing. And, and when, even in the heat, I was feeling good. It was only lap two made a small mistake that just turned into one of the wildest crashes. Um, when I was laying there, I was just like, what just happened? You know, I didn't even feel like I made a mistake. It was just bike slid which way. And then it just tossed me right off. So, um, yeah, I knew right away, um, that something wasn't, wasn't right with my hand. I felt it and I felt that it, it was swelling pretty quick. So yeah, when you're sitting there and you're literally, you just, all these thoughts running through your head, it's pretty crazy emotions. Um, you kind of start thinking, all right, is my season done? You know, what's good. We're going to go to this medic, to this medic rig and get an x-ray and, and we're going to see how it is. So, uh, we went there, my mechanics started working on the bike and they're like, you know, even if it's broke, you're going to try to race. We're going to try to race and get through this night. And after this, you have nine weeks to heal. So if we can just suffer through this night and grade it out. And, uh, I think that's when my mindset changed. It was like, all right, let's, I have four minute heat, uh, four minute LCQ and a 15 minute main. And after that I can do whatever with this hand, but right now it's got to get put aside. And if I really want this title, you know, you're going to have to suffer some. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what I did. It was, it was pretty crazy. It was emotional. Um, I didn't know how I was going to feel. I didn't get to test it out until I went out for the LCQ and the first jump I hit, I'm like, okay, this is, this is doable. Uh, and then I just kept riding and I could tell right away it was hindering my riding. It was, um, really painful, but yeah, I just knew I had to, uh, put that aside and just, just focus on myself and just try to get through that main event. And man, I was not expecting a podium, you know, I was, I was expecting something a lot worse. <laughs> um, but when you're on that line, um, all those thoughts uh, kind of go get pushed aside and the adrenaline kicks in. And, you know, I, I didn't even feel my hand um, like the pain wise until later in the race. You know, I think it was just pure adrenaline. And, um, but I mean, after it was, it was really sore, but luckily um, we went to a couple doctors, nothing broken, just, um, just a major sprain and a bone contusion. So um, I, I got away luckily with that. Uh, I posted a picture of how swollen it got. It was just really painful. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I did gut it out through that night and it did make me stronger. I think uh, moving on. All right. So I'm going to have to take me back because y'all motocross guys are nuts. I'm just going to say it. So I want to know you're, you're in the damn, you're there at the gate, getting ready to fire off this LCQ, knowing man, your hands jacked up, right? You don't really know how bad, but you know, it isn't great. Was it the first year? Like at what point, because so, I get to talk to a lot of athletes, right? And they talk about, well, when you come back from an injury, you got to trust your, your strength or trust your leg or you don't know how bad it is. You know, right there in the gate, are you thinking, man, I have no idea what this is going to be? Did your confidence build? Like, what was the instant lap one, corner one after the last time you were on the bike wrecking a messed up hand? Yeah, I mean, usually you're getting released by a doctor and then you're like, okay, I'm good to go. But this one, I had 20 minutes to, to make the call if I was going to line up or not. Um, I taped it up and I stuffed it in a glove um, and, and just put that paint, paint aside. And man, I, I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't. I'm like, okay, I can make it one turn, one jump and end up pulling off or, um, or I'm going to make it the whole race. And yeah, it was painful, but 
you know, if you want that title bad enough and you, you want to be in it at the end, you, you have to deal with some of the stuff, you know, everyone's going through something, um, whether it's an injury or, uh, mentally or physically. So, uh, this is something that I'm going to grow off of and, you know, it's going to make me stronger. Well, I said it uh, on our Splash and Go, and we touched on the Supercross a little bit. You're my new favorite in the two. I loved it. I thought it was tough. I want to ask you, so, so I, I, I was checking your Instagram, looking back on that night, and I want to make sure I'm right with this. It seemed like your son was there at the Orlando race. Your, your kids were there. Yeah. So, so how about that interaction? Like, is he worried about dad? Is he like, well, dad's tough because I've seen this before. Do you hide it from him? Do you use that as motivation? What's it like having your family kind of literally on the sidelines? Yeah. So this was the first race that they were, a lot of my family was there um, and they were in the stands and my wife has footage actually of me crashing in the heat race. And you can oh. hear the family kind of screaming or, or just, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I don't know what his reaction was. I think he was probably just like, get up, dad, you're fine. You know, it's crashing. It's part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a crazy night for sure. And uh, but to have him, um, especially after like that, that kind of that night to have him on the podium. I think that made it even more special to me. Um, he he's, I think he doesn't fully realize it yet, but it's something that he can look back on. And it's a story, you know, if he's going through something, um, that he could look back on for sure. So I try to always include him in everything that I do, um, and try to uh, embrace these times. I love it. It's a good metaphor for 2020. You know, so many people going through so many tough things, um, not to downplay an injured hand or downplay the stuff we go, but man, people in the world are, are grinding, right? They're trying to get through it and it's tough for everybody. I think it's, it's great for, so my boss always tell me, listen, it's just sports, right? It's not when I have to analyze it, it's, it's here for entertainment. Now for you, it's a living. So it's totally different. I've been on the other side. I understand what it was like, but it was inspirational to watch you come back. And like you said, not only come back, but the win and then transfer and end up on the podium. So then fast forward from here, you got a few more weeks, like nine or eight weeks off till your next race. You have two races yeah. left. One is a standard race and one is kind of a combo field, which I mean, I'm no super cross expert, but there must be a, still a great opportunity. A lot of points to grab. Yeah. Um, one more normal race, which me and my teammate, which we're battling in the points um, we're pretty favored and we know where we're at, but when the, uh, final race comes and we're mixing in uh the other coast that's when i think it's a lot of it could play out um good or bad where you can get a lot of these other guys in between us um so when it's only eight points and if i could chip off a couple more um the round before i think i have a, a pretty good shot at this um I, i'm really hungry to uh to take this title home it's something obviously on my bucket list and, and something i dream of since i was a little kid um to have that number one plate you know, hanging above. So yeah, the, we have eight weeks to, uh, to heal up and get back to work, um, get to practicing and getting better. So I'm excited. Um, I know this time's going to go by fast and, um, yeah, I just, like I said, I have to enjoy this. So, so I want to get back to your family. I want to talk about your son and stuff. Uh, Chad Reed actually lives on my road. So I see his kids out biking and motocrossing all the time. Right. Okay. So I want to switch back around to that, but before I get to that, I want to talk about your career because I was shocked to see you mentioned that your severe injury when you were very young, kind of getting on a bike. And then you had this crazy suspension with this stuff that was overturned. You had to fight for your damn, you know, fight for your spot on the grid. Congratulations, by the way. It was wonderful to see um, your opportunity be delivered back to you and how you fought for it. I commend you for that. Just 
And, you know, sports are tough, but it seems like, man, you are, you're in the trenches from an injury to, to this <laughs> suspension that you got overturned to this issue. Just what do you think, like, why are you so tough? What made you? Is it watching your dad race? Well, like, what's your mindset that just you're ne- not willing to give up this dream? Um, I, I'd say I just – I'd say my kids is what keeps me driving. Um, yeah, when, when he was first born, um, I wasn't racing at the time, and – I kind of looked at it. I'm like, you know, when he grows up, is he going to look at his dad and be like, you know, he gave up on his dream early, you know, when, earlier than he should. But, um, and that's what lit the fire under me. And I kind of carry that with me um, through all this, um, no matter what I'm going through, if it's an injury or this, this FIM suspension that I went through, man, I, I've been on a road that uh, very few people ever, you know, deal with, or I hope, people don't deal with anything like this right. um, or go through stuff like this. It's um, to get to the point where I'm at today. It's been a lot of ups and downs, um, more downs than ups, unfortunately. But I think I, I live with that never give up attitude and, you know, that I, I trust in, and believe in myself that, you know, I, I can do it and I can get to the top. Um, I can weather all these storms and uh, you know, that's something that I live by. And it's cool that, I did get through all that stuff the past two years and all these injuries to, uh, to win that opening round and then have another one in Indianapolis and to be in this situation with these points. And, um, man, I've checked off a lot of that stuff right now. And so I feel like I'm I'm kind of showing my potential finally. And, um, man, it's just awesome that it's finally, um, kind of coming through for me. Uh, well, it's Latarda Location, talking to Christian Craig, super cross rider. So, Christian, the, the name of the podcast is Latarda Location because the concept was I was going to come hang out with all my great guests where they do business. And then COVID decided to take all that away. So we're on Zoom. I live in North Carolina. Are you, are you Where do you live at? West Coast, East Coast? Yeah, California. So you're a California West Coast guy. So Christian's coming from home. I'm coming from home. We're talking about uh, – Really a supercross career, a bounce back from a wreck in Orlando a few weeks ago with an injured hand, came back to stand on the podium, um, still has a chance at a championship finishing up this year. I want to circle back to your family. We talked about your wife and the vlog, two kids. So where do you stack up on the, on the racing thing? I see, like I said, I see Chad Reed's kid on social media right there riding the bicycles and Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR star, has his kids on motocross, his two daughters. So where are you as far as steering your kids' interests? Are you a stand-back dad and let them do whatever they want? Do you try to steer them one way or the other? I think sports, any kind of sport, is, is good for a kid just for learning, um, whether he picks up a golf club or rides a dirt bike. Um, two or four wheels, anything like that. I think it's good for him. Um, he's got dirt bikes out in the garage right now. And when he asked me to ride it, we go riding. So it, it's, there's no forcing there. It's, it's all up to him and he knows he can ride a dirt bike. And, and when we go, we go have fun. So um, that's what I did when I grew up. And, and later on is when I, I really, you know, started taking it serious, but he's six years old. So in, there's nothing to, to take serious right now with him. Um, it's just, uh, it's cool to watch him ride a dirt bike though. Cause it, it just reminds me of me, um, growing up. And I remember how much fun I had, um, just riding and, and having fun. So it's cool. Um, yeah, like I said, any sport, whether, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about a golf club either. It's less injuries. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, something special about dirt bikes, uh, that, that can make you smile in that helmet. So, you know, either way, 
It's All fun. right, I'm not going to let you avoid it then. I, re- I hear you're a golfer. It's one of your hobbies. Like, how much do you play? How good are you? Because I, I, I'm I play a lot of golf. So we got a match coming up? Or like, how much how much golf do you play? Well, I used to play a ton. And then I ended up tearing my ACL a few years ago. And since then, it's went down the drain. So, ah. uh, but I do have a, uh, a record. Uh, my best is like a 78. So Ooh. I think that's pretty good for me. But that's um, solid. I, have, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's crazy that I'll go race a dirt bike, but then uh, a golf club, how frustrating you'll get with the golf club, you know? So, um, no, it's cool. I enjoy I enjoy just go outside and, and having fun with my kids and um, whatever he's into, we're, we're having fun. No, I love it. I love it. I think I love golf the most because you got to be all in. You know, you don't have to be like, you can have fun with your buddies, but if you want to score well, as frustrating as it can be, I think I love the – I call it a mental escape because it takes everything, right? Like you got to be all in that day, as silly as it sounds. Plus I'm nowhere near as athletic as a guy like you. So golf was really my only option. It was golf racing and TV. So it was, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not getting on a bike anytime soon. Um, so let's talk about this, right? You're, you're, you're far into your career. You got a chance at a championship, the dream, you stand on top of the podium, you're number one, you're moving on. Are you, are you still still vying for a 450 ride you love the 250 series like like where do you want to be in your career when we talk again next year what's the perfect place for you to be sitting i want to uh have a 450 ride and be be 450 um contender next year Uh, whether i win or not in this title um i I mean obviously the goal is to hold that number one plate up but yeah uh we'll see i got my little one in here i love it hello dear how are you (laughs) she just she just woke up i like this but uh yeah, I, I still feel like I have a few years left in me, um, but I want to. I'm ready to move on uh, to the 458 class and and you know contend for wins and, and championship there. All right, so I know you like golf. I know you're a motocross guy. What other sport do you watch though? Do you watch any four car? Uh, I mean, four tire racing, NASCAR fan, Rolex fan, or are you strictly on two wheels? Um, a little bit uh, four wheels here and there. Uh, Jimmy Johnson kind of grew up in the same town as me. And obviously he rode dirt bikes back when, when he was little. So, um, so I'm obviously a fan of him. And then I'm actually like really into UFC. It's pretty crazy right now. Like I'm really just like a huge fan of UFC. I don't know why I don't like fighting, but it's just something I'm into. I'd say that's, that's about it. But other than that, I'm just, uh, I like to chill with the kids and, and watch the races when I'm not racing. I, uh, I went to a UFC fight once in person and I'm going to tell you, it reminded me of hockey. Like it's something that I enjoyed on TV. And once I saw it in person, I'm like, okay, this is way tougher than I ever graded, gave it credit for. I mean, those guys, yeah. like, you know, those aren't light hits. Like, they, I mean, these guys are yeah. nuts. It's funny. Uh, I got a little quick story. The, the night I won the round one in Houston, um, there was a pay-per-view UFC and I, I have to watch all of them. And so the fight was going on the same time as my race. And I was watching it literally 10 minutes before I had to head up to the main event. And something wrote, went through my mind was like, you know, I'm putting all this pressure on myself, but then these guys are out in this octagon punching themselves in the face and, and literally fighting. So I'm like, it, I felt like it took a lot of pressure off me just knowing that, you know, there's a lot of tougher stuff out there. Um, and maybe that did help me. I had a little bit of fighter, fighter attitude, but just something, you know, that's cool to see. So. Well, it's good stuff, man. Like, like, listen, what I said is you have a big fan of me. I can't uh, wait to cheer you on. I could BS with you for a while, but I'm not going to take up your time because I did see your little one. She poked her head in the camera on Zoom, which I love. <laughs> um, and and uh, 
you know, I took a step back. I, I, I was a crew chief for a long time. I took a step back for TV just for that time with my kids. And there's not a minute you can replace. So, I mean, I appreciate you taking the time today. We wish you luck in, in, I guess, around nine weeks when the season gets back underway for you. I'll be cheering you on. Uh, hopefully you can go back up on the podium. But, uh, man, it seems like you, you not only are a heck of a rider, but you got your head kind of headed in the right direction. I think a lot of people can kind of learn that fighter attitude. Uh, that's a great way to enter life, man. So uh, congratulations. I appreciate you taking some time. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I look forward to this again one day. All right. Well, next time you see Lee Diffie and Carmichael, you, you, you get them straight for us over there on the NBC coverage. <laughs> so that's Christian Craig, Supercross rider in the 250 series, has a chance at a championship this year, coming off a big bounce back finish after a hand injury. Christian, it's great to catch up. Maybe uh, get that number one podium or that number one seat on the podium and you and I uh, will catch back up and uh, follow up on it, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Sounds like a plan. See All right, this has been another episode of Latart on location. You can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, subscribe, review, hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think. We'll talk to everybody and anybody we can get a hold of. Appreciate it. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service.